I don't do the most, but I do a lot. I'ma make a toast, cause we still alive. No big, I feel like Pac. I shoot a shot. I'm coming in. And we are back. This is the Fat Packs Podcast coming to you live from day three. Not really, it's still day two, but I'm closing the stuff up so we don't want to do it. You can't do it tomorrow. Mike Freeman, day three of the Industry Summit. What's up, Mike? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. This is my happy place. This, yeah, this is your happy place. This is like your home away from home. It literally is. That's awesome. Uh, wearing a purple Rockies jersey. How the Rockies looking forward to the playoffs? Are, you, are they? Uh, we are getting ourselves set up for a really good draft pick. Oh, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. To, what happened to Forrest Wall? What happened to him? Um, next question, please. Next question, <laughs> please. So uh, you're you're always fun to talk to here because this again, I'm not. It's a, we're joking, but we're not joking. This is kind of like your home away from home. You you come here to learn. You come here to, to uh, co-mingle. You come here to uh, uh, negotiate new deals, I'm sure. And you have a lot of fun here. So I do. I feel like a facilitator. You know, I, This guy needs to know that guy, so I get them together. And, right. And I'm still picking up ideas, though. I've been doing, you know, coming to this thing for a few decades, and I'm still, every time I leave here, I always get great ideas. Mm-hmm. The, the value of this, it, it's not the stuff we get given by the manufacturers. It, it's really the ideas and the networking that gets done here right so with that being said uh, i said it on uh, the show yesterday i've noticed like two different types of people there are people like yourself who want to come and learn and network and grow and then there are others who come for the giveaways and it's you you can tell who's who and it's kind of sad like you paid all this money to come here you might why are you not in in their learning you know, there's so many people who look and they go, okay, I spent 800 to get here. Hotel, airfare, somebody to cover my shop, whatever the number is. And they go, well, I got $400 back. I got a this and a that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you're completely misreading it. First off, like, I got a Shaq 101 from Panini. It's an autographed card. It's an awesome card. Um, Mel, um, sure. who owns another store, he got a Jokic 101. And he knew that would be a perfect card for me. So I'm going to be able to come back with that. Because Mel knows me, and not that coming back with a Shaq 101 is a horrible thing. Right. But now we're going to use that Jokic as a promotion to reward our collectors. And by buying boxes, they're going to gain entries to win it. And is it a $400 card? Is it a $600 card? No, it's going to be a 1000 or several thousand dollar card to me. Because sure. my collectors are hopefully going to step up, buy boxes, and, and get involved with it. So um, I've, I've hyped you up without you knowing it because uh, I haven't put out all this information yet. But the, pan- the very first panel of the show... You sat up there with Joe Davis and uh, the Jasper Jasperman boys, yeah, and uh, did creative customer engagement, and you were kind of like that guru. Now I know that you're no uh, no Nate from. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm busting your balls. I, I love Nate. He, I know you do. <laughs> we have this really weird relationship. He, he looks at me as OG, and I look at him as young rock star. We right. had a really good relationship. Right. But so you sat up there with those guys, and you guys, I thought you were throwing out really good points. Did you like? survey the crowd look at it a little bit see what they were taking in and not or were you just giving them information you know there's a couple points where i'm like guys this is a great idea you got to write this down where you know there's one thing i did last year when i came or earlier this year i came back from the national and i picked up this one item when i was out there um joe davis actually on the on the podium with me he sold me a ticket from woodstock and he didn't know it but it was from the day i was born Mm -hmm. and you know you I get this experience where like somebody comes to the store and they're a Yankees fan. I'm able to deliver something that's just awesome that really connects to them. So here's Joe, and he's like, hey, I know you like concerts, and here's this thing. And I'm like, dude, this is the day I was born. And at that moment, like money meant nothing to me. Sure. It was like, I need this. It's got a $500 sticker. Is it $500? He's like, no, it's actually this much. I'm like, no, 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 I'll give you $50 more because I needed it. It, right. it was something I, I couldn't leave without. 
And it was really important to me. Like I, that was my my national moment. Right. Where, like I left with that. It was like, oh my gosh, this is why people come in my store. Money doesn't mean anything. They have to have this because they're a Vikings fan or mm-hmm. Kent to Colve or whatever it is. That's that's what means something to them. Absolutely. So, what? How do you think the program has been? At this at this summit, compared to others you've been to, you know there's great idea exchange, and there's obviously what happens inside the room, but there's also what happens at the blackjack tables. Right. We've got a suite this year. We've been hosting people every night, and there's what's happening up there. Um, I think it's valuable to be here. I'm still getting ideas. Somebody, we were lunch today, and somebody's, well, I didn't get a lot out of this, and I pulled out my notes. I'm like, well, here's 14 ideas that I got out of this thing. Like, How'd you get 14 ideas? I'm like, well, because I wrote it down. Yeah. And it's in front of me. And, you know, I was up till four o'clock playing blackjack. And I was uh, again at seven o'clock this morning. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that might get lost with living a lifestyle <laughs> like that. So if I'm not taking notes, then yeah, you're going to leave here and it's going to all be like Charlie Brown's teacher. It's going to sound like wah, wah, wah. Right. So that's the other thing I wanted to point. It was like, I don't know how you couldn't take stuff from this. Like, I've, I've, I'm not in this side of the business, your side of the business at all, but I'm listening to you guys talking. Like, that, that totally translates to what I'm doing. You know, in, in the podcasting world, it makes total sense. And I just don't understand how you couldn't take anything away from this. And I'm not trying to pump up my own company, but it's useful in information. It is tremendous. You've got literally the greatest minds in the industry here, and we're all sharing ideas. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are valuable ideas. Like, Coke doesn't tell Pepsi how to do things. Right. But here we are going, hey, you know, you're in, you're in Poughkeepsie, you're in Memphis. It doesn't matter. I mean, you're a hobby brother to me, so it does matter. Right. But if you do well, it doesn't hurt me. Right. Right. There seems to be that divide sometimes where I can't talk to you because you have a store and, and it's in the same market as mine and, and you know, we're competing. That seems to go out the window here, hopefully. One of the guys who was presenting uh, yesterday, let me get my days correctly, uh, Lance Kirkland, uh-huh. um, who's, who used to be involved with the OC Dugout and now literally hangs out with the coolest movie people, stars yeah. and musicians and just the coolest people out there. He just did Dick Van Dyke, right? Uh, well, I want to say that carefully. He's involved with Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> I, I, you, it, it's phrasing. It's it's the same, but it's different. But a number of years ago, he uh, I said, look, you got to get on this thing. You've got to be on a panel, and you've got to start sharing ideas. He's like, no, I don't want people to know my ideas. And you know what? Because he came up with an original idea, and he doesn't necessarily want to give it away, and I completely understand. But here it is a few years later, and I'm like, oh, cool. Lance is going to be here. I get to see Lance, mm-hmm. and he's going to be sharing his ideas. Sure. Are you, now... He was on the autograph panel, right? Yeah. Correct. So, how I know that you run autograph guests through your sh- your shop. <laughs> Being in uh, just a just a just a mic, is it tough to do by yourself, or so did you did you take information away from that that's going to help you? Um, not necessarily from that. I mean, I've kind of got my way of doing things. Uh-huh. Um, we've got Chris Harris and Justin Simmons coming in from the Broncos, and I mean, I sure wish they were two and zero. It's a lot right. easier to get get a line of folks when everybody's two and zero instead of zero and two. But um, we, you know, we kind of got our ways of doing things, and, and and will I incorporate something from yesterday? Certainly hope so. Sure, absolutely. So uh, when are you going back? What's next? I know that you don't travel much. So what's are you just going to go back to the shop and hit things hard? Uh, I, I fly out of here tomorrow night at eight fifty-five. I'm, I'm lucky. My uncle's going to be in town tomorrow night, so I get to have dinner with my uncle who lives in Florida. And nice little added bonus. I, if I'm going to be out of the shop all day, I'm going to take the last flight out. I'm going to suck the marrow out of the bone. Right. So I'm going to I'm going to get every moment I can. Absolutely, as you should. Uh, when's your next uh, card show at Mike's? Uh, next card show at the card shop is going to be typically the second weekend in October. We may be adjusting it. There's another card show that's going on at the same time, and I don't want to you know, dance in somebody else's territory. We, right. I feel a little bit of proprietary 
ownership of the second weekend. But you know what? If, if I can adjust and make it better for everybody, I'm not against it. Listen to you being Mr. Bring Everybody Together. Oh, kumbaya. You know, I used to be an antagonist, <laughs> and all it does is just means you get a burnt ship. Now, were you able to add anybody here to your uh, illustrious Facebook group? We, we had... We, we added two stores, and Karen Austin from the NFL desperately wanted to get in. And I, 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 as much as I truly love Karen, I don't like Karen. I love Karen because she's awesome and wants to support hobby shops. She doesn't own a hobby shop, so I can't mm. get her in there. We're, we're, about, we're at the 197-member threshold, and not that 200 is going to be, like, incredible. But, you know, three or so years ago when I put it out there and started inviting friends, it's not my room. It's just it's everybody's room. Yeah. I just I guess I unlocked the door. Um, you know, hitting 200 will be nice, but... If it means more ideas change, and more importantly, if more stops can get ideas and, and improve, that's what means the most to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We're going to wrap this up because uh, I have to go get people ready for bowling, I think. Are yes. you going bowling? Uh, well, I'm going to go sit in the back and uh, drink beverages and drink watch beverages. people bowl. I've, I'm not a bowler. I know that I'm shaped like a bowler, but I'm not a bowler, so I'm going to go and probably sit in the back with you. The word shock top shock means top. what to you? Uh, nothing. It's, I don't drink. So oh, Great. Can I have, the you know word what? soda means what to you. Can, I'll have a beer with you. Can I have a beer with you? Absolutely. All right. Heck to the yes. This will be the first time I've on this episode. We've had a lot of a lot of first. Uh, so <laughs> uh, so uh, just add that to the many uh, Eric's first beer with Mike Fruitman. All right. Awesome. All right, guys, hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey guys, this is Brian from Packer Cards '87, and you're listening to the Fat Pack. We're going to switch to somebody kind of new into the hobby. Um, not new from the autograph perspective, but this is his first industry summit. This has been Ben Barry. Did I say it right? Ben Beery. Beery. I'm sorry. My bad. Ben is from Autographs 247. How are you doing, Ben? Doing well. How are you, Eric? I'm, I'm doing very well. So first industry summit, what are you thinking? Uh, so far, so good. We had last night, we had the authentication panel. We had the barbecue at, uh, at what is it, Rick Harrison's Rolling yeah. Smoke. That was a good one. Uh, we had the social media panel this morning. It's off to a good start. How, how did did you get over to the pawn shop to see that? Like I told you to. Oh uh, yeah, I did actually go to the pawn shop. What'd you think? Uh, first thing they told me is do not take any uh, videos of anything in the store, and they're right. like take pictures. And I'm like, hey, I got my phone in my pocket, man. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's an interesting place in Rick's Rolling Smoke uh, Barbecue. It's as a Texan, I'm very biased towards brisket. You know, they did they did it pretty well. So. Um, uh, they shout did out. do it well, yeah. but I'm a Californian, so yeah. I can't speak too much of barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, man, um, we spoke last night, and you're not too big into cards, so you're learning about that segment of the hobby. But what you are big into is autographs, and now you have this group. How long? First of all, how long has Autographs 247 been around? Autographs 247 has been around since 2017. Okay, so a couple of years. Yeah. And you're established. How many members are in the group? Uh, we're actually approaching 13,000 right now. We're about 12,900 right now. That's a lot of people in one group talking about autographs. Um, and one thing that you pointed out last night that I, th- I found interesting was just the amount of knowledge that seems to be in that room yeah. and um, how quick you can get a, a turnaround answer. Now, I don't want to direct people to autographs 247 and say hey this, these people will be able to tell you if your your autograph is legit or not but you you were saying that you could get a pretty good feel for what's going on right 
Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people within the industry in there. People from all three authentication companies. I mean, yeah, people from Fanatics, Pristine, mm-hmm. Panini. Very many large companies within the industry. Sure. Um, we offer people and feedback on their autographs. I mean, people go out and they get autographs from athletes and they share it and just uh, causes right. a discussion. Right. So, what what prompted you to start the group? Like, how did why? So actually, my partner started the group, okay. and basically it was de- ju- done to uh, engage people. I mean, okay. to make a community of people who are like-minded. All of us collectors enjoy the same thing. We enjoy autographs. Mm-hmm. We enjoy uh, sports, celebrities, whatever it is. We're all kind of fans in a way. Sure. I mean, we enjoy these collectibles, and we all get to talk about it, and it's a fun time. I mean, just like the name says, Autographs 247. Yeah. It's 24-7. Right, absolutely. What got you into autographs? How did you start graphing? Uh, I started getting autographs probably when I was like five or six years old. I was a big basketball fan, Warriors fan. They didn't used to be that good, so it was a little bit painful. (laughs) (laughs) Stories change a little bit now, but uh, back in the day, just running around getting autographs as a kid. And I mean, it was always a good way to create memories with my dad and my brother when I was growing up. Sure. Now, creating memories, that's been a big topic here today, is creating memories for for you know, either your shop, your shop guys, or you know, from your perspective, uh, getting an autograph, uh, you know, either graphing at a stadium or whatever. How big is like? How how do I phrase this? I have memories of the people that I've had on my show, right? Like Steve Garvey was on earlier. I got a picture with him, and that's fine for me. But I know that people like to get autographs as a part of that memory, right? So, like, how how that's a big deal in, in the autograph world. Well, I feel I feel when you get an autograph, you kind of create a moment. Like yeah. whether the player is signing a picture of the moment of a big shot he's hitting or a big home run he's hitting, sure. Or uh, maybe for you, it's just when you see that autograph, you remember the time where you met that athlete. You can go back ten, fifteen, twenty years and say, "Hey, that was the day I was at the arena and I got an autograph from Steph Curry," and that's a big deal to me. Yeah, absolutely. So, do you remember your first autograph? Yes, I do. Who was very, it? Very specifically. I got an autograph from Jay Williams. He was a college basketball yep. star at Duke. Yep. Got drafted second overall by the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. They were at Oracle Arena. Uh, back then, it was known as the Arena in Oakland. Uh-huh. Uh, for a Team USA game, for an exhibition game. All right. And I didn't know well enough about autographs to get some of the better players that were on the team. <laughs> and I saw Jay Williams over there. I walked up to him like, Mr. Williams, can I please have your autograph? And he took my little rubber basketball, which I still have, and he signed it and handed Sweet. it back. And I think that was from that moment on. I'm just like I gotta. I just absolutely loved it. Jay Williams' career was tragically cut short in a, by a motorcycle accident. He was not able to yeah. uh, continue much long after, long after that. But he but, was an but, absolute but, star, yeah. dude. Play, absolute played star. the one year in Chicago, second yeah. overall draft pick. I mean, I remember. I remember it like it was yesterday. So let's get back to the group. Uh, Autographs uh, two four seven. The knowledge in there, like we said, is is probably second to none. There's reputable pe- reputable guys from all of the big auto- autograph authentication in there. So then my next question, and excuse me for phrasing it like this, how do you stop the bitch sessions? Because there's there's got to be uh, you know people who who argue over whether or not a graph is real, and uh, you know points taken from either side. Uh, can get a little snippy sometime. I'm assuming. So how do you how do you moderate that? 
So, 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 I mean, we have admins and moderators within the group, but really we try to let it, uh, as, as long as it's not getting too out of hand, we, mm -hmm. de we definitely welcome the discussion because, I mean, anything, I mean, whether it's good or bad or ugly, I mean, discussion is good. It's, I mean, it, it, keeps, it keeps the conversation flowing. And, I mean, unless people, I mean, people start insulting each other too much, then you kind of right. got to put a stop to it. But, right. I mean, unless it gets out of hand, I mean, you really want to see the discussion uncensored and see what people have to say. No. What's no, what's going on in there? Is it just hey, look at this autograph, or is there buying, selling, training oh, there's, going on? There's buying and selling. People come in and they'll they'll say they'll go out to a game. Hey, look at me! I got an autograph for Mike Trout. I got this for sale. Um, we actually also uh, take sendins for authentication, so people okay. can actually submit their items, their autographed items for authentication at a discount. Oh, that helps. So anybody who wants to submit items for authentication can hit us up, can email us. Can join our group. You guys can email us at autographs247group at gmail.com and we'll definitely take care of you. We'll make sure to get you guys a discount on authentication. Um, card grading, we take that those submissions as well. Okay. Um, people can come into our group. They can, I mean, a lot of people just sit in our group and buy stuff. A lot sure. of people just sell stuff. I mean, and some people are just in there because they enjoy checking out the autographs and checking out other people's collections. Awesome. That's that's good stu good stuff. So, uh, is it a secret group? Is it a closed group? How how, how, how they just uh, can they search it? it, it it's you, you can search it. Yeah, you can okay. definitely search it. Um, it's closed in a way where we do have to accept you on your way in. I mean, we definitely yeah. want to make sure that you're a legitimate person, that you're a mm. legitimate collector, and that you're going to add value to the group. Sure. Um, for the most part, I mean, it takes a couple weeks to get in, um, okay. but we definitely do want you in the group, and we do want to welcome you in. Okay, awesome. All right, guys, go check them out at Autographs247 on Facebook. Are you on Twitter at all? Uh, we're not on Twitter. We are on Instagram, at okay. Autographs247. At Autographs247 on Instagram. Uh, go check them out there. Tell them the Fat Pack sent you. Instant in. No, you don't even have to wait two weeks. They'll let you right in. <laughs> I, I'm just kidding. Hey, thanks, man. We really appreciate of it. Of course. Right. Thanks for having me, Eric. Right, you guys hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey, Jake Roy here from 93 Wall Cards, and you're listening to the Fat Packs. And I don't think that I could find a more inspirational story, though, than the man that's sitting next to me, Mr. Dave Dravecki from the, um, he played for the Giants and the Padres. Um, I, I don't even know where to begin with you. Um, Ted, Ted Barker, um, he's told me so many great things about you. Uh, so before we get into to, uh, who you are and what you did, well, I guess we can start there. Tell me, he said that you weren't like the greatest athlete, but you knew how to pitch, and that's how you got to the to the big leagues. Can you tell? Is, is that true? Oh yeah, that's yeah. very true. I mean, um, you know, when you lined up our pitching staff in Double A in Amarillo, Texas, that year when I met Ted, mm -hmm. um, there were a lot of guys that were better than I was as far as stuff was concerned. You know, I'd always been a very athletic kid growing up, playing basketball, playing football, playing baseball. But I was never a quote-unquote flamethrower. I mean, if you were going to gauge talent by what was in my arm, um, there wasn't a whole lot. Okay. But, you know, Pittsburgh, and, and you know, I've, I've been asked often, so where did you go to college? Um, you know, and then, you know, did you go out uh, in your junior draft or mm -hmm. whatever? And, and uh, out of high school, there wasn't one university that recruited me to play for them. Wow. And so I love the game so much. My dad said, look, if you want to keep playing, why don't you just walk on at Youngstown State University? We were, we were living in Youngstown, Ohio. Okay. And so 20-minute drive into the university for getting to school, and, and I ended up playing four years of college baseball there. Wow. Uh, June draft of 1978, um, I, there was a pre-draft tryout I was invited to by the Pittsburgh Pirates, mm -hmm. and I ended up being selected by them in the 21st round. 
Very nice. And my bonus was a cup of coffee and, and a contract for 500 bucks a month. There you go. But all I wanted was a chance to play. Right. That was it. I just wanted a chance to play. So that's when my career began as a professional athlete, and that was now the property of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, <clears throat> that's a great starting point. Um, tell me about the trade and how you got how you ended up in Amarillo. Because um, if anybody knows anything, you thought you were going to Hawaii. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember there was about uh, a week left in camp in spring training with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Okay. And I'll never forget, you know, like almost every day after spring training, guys would get together, they'd talk about what was going on, how they felt about where they were position-wise on the team, if they were going to stick, you know, and is this the team I'm going to break out of spring training with? And mm -hmm. I was working out with the AAA team, so I'm feeling really good. Right. And I remembered Rod Scurry, who was a left-handed pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He had a nasty curveball, probably the best curveball in baseball, but he couldn't throw strikes. Okay. And he was working <laughs> out with the AAA team, and so there was a chance that he might be moved into the rotation and I'd get a chance to stick as a reliever. Mm hmm and uh, so we were sitting around and we were talking after practice and one of the guys said, hey, um, if you never got to the big leagues with the Pittsburgh Pirates, where would you want to play? And we didn't know. We weren't thinking outside of the Pittsburgh Pirates, but some guy in the group said, hey, I know where to go. I heard the best place to go would be the San Diego Padres. And we said, well, why the Padres? And they said, well, if you never get to the big leagues with the San Diego Padres, their AAA team is in Hawaii. So we're all like, whoa, that would be so awesome. So the conversation's over. Yeah. You know, and we're back into our routine. A couple days pass. Now there's only a few days left. I'm finished up with workout, leaving to go to the apartment. Murray Cook, farm director for the minor league team, uh, organiz you know, for all the minor leagues with Pittsburgh, calls my name as I'm walking out. He said, Dave Dravecki, where are you? And I said, I'm over here, Murray. He said, come here, I want to talk to you. And I knew something was up. Right. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I don't want to get traded. Um, I don't want to get released. Pittsburgh's only an hour and 15 minutes from my hometown in Youngstown. Mm -hmm. And as I approached him, he looked at me and he said, we've traded you. And I was so disappointed. But all of a sudden, um, he says, we've traded you to the San Diego Padres, and it was so hard <laughs> to not smile in that moment. Sure. And I thought, oh, my gosh, Hawaii, here I come. And with that, he looked at me and he said, he said, Dave, the Padres are going to be sending you off to Amarillo, Texas. <laughs> and in that moment, I thought, where on God's earth is Amarillo? Right. And I had, I had absolutely no idea that Amarillo, I, I was thinking Armadillo. Right. You know, I'm not thinking Amarillo. And, and so off I go to Amarillo, Texas, and, and that's where my entire career as a baseball player shifted and turned. And sure. it was all because of um, the manager of the uh, Gold Sox that year, Eddie Watt. Eddie Watt. Eddie Watt. He, uh, Eddie and Betty. And uh, he and his wife were just, you know, they were, I, I loved them. You know, I, I learned that summer the art of pitching right um from eddie watt which was really cool he also taught me the cutter which was my go-to pitch in the big leagues sure now um that's exactly what how ted described it so that's perfect i, I want to ask you about your time with the padres um did you do you have any memories of tony gwynn as a padre or oh absolutely so tell me about tony because i've yeah. i've 
I've been told that he was a power hitter, and then he figured something out, and he became a slap hitter. Is that true? Well, I actually think I actually think Tony all along um, was a very good good hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, when he came to Amarillo, and we saw him, it was so funny because before they had BP. They were out hitting him some fly balls, and he'd throw them into second base, and then Eddie would have him throw to third base and then to home. And as pitchers, we're sitting there watching, and they're hitting fly balls to him, and he's running them down and doing a good job of that. But then when he went to throw a baseball, mm-hmm. it was like a balloon left his hand. Really? And it was like, <laughs> is it ever coming down? Is it going to make it to second base? How many hops is it going to take the third before the ball even gets there? And we're like... Oh my gosh, seriously? Another number one guy that was just gonna be a bust. Right. You know? And then he gets in the batting cage and all of a sudden you hear whack, whack, whack. And it's all over from the left field line to the right field line mm-hmm. and launching him out. And we're like, who cares about his thinking defense? <laughs> just catch the ball. Right. You know, he'll score runs for us. And over the course of the rest of that season, um, we watched what would become one of the greatest hitters in all of baseball, in all the history of baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was even more amazing about Tony Gwynn was the very next spring, we were there were several of us moved up to the 40-man roster, and Tony was out there working with the pitching coach, mm-hmm. learning how to take a four-seam fastball out of his glove to get it into second base because the ball was moving too much and it didn't have near the – the quote-unquote spin rate that they talk about today. Right, right. It didn't have the velocity that a four-seamer could provide. So he learned to throw a four-seam fastball out of his glove from the outfield and became an extremely accurate thrower to mm-hmm. the bag and had so many put-outs in, what, nine gold gloves, something right, like that. Right. So anyway, he made himself – he worked hard to become the great player that he is. But uh, that summer in Amarillo, Texas, was absolutely amazing. I mean, we played – it was so much fun. Um, I was telling Ted last night, we, uh, um, the Texas League record for complete games was 46 mm-hmm. complete games in a season. That summer in 1981, the Gold Sox starting rotation had 64 complete games and shattered that record. Wow. And there were three big league pitchers that ended up being big league pitchers on that team, Mark Thurman, Andy Hawkins, and myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if a couple other of those guys got a cup of coffee in the show, but did get up to AAA and, and were really, really good pitchers. And some of them, had they been given the chance, would have done really well at the big league level. Awesome. Now, I, w- I asked you about a hitter in Tony Gwynn because I know for a fact that you hit one career home run. Tell me about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. We were, we were also, when we were with Steve last night for dinner, we were talking about that because it was against the Dodgers. And Steve, uh, I, who was it? Uh, I think it was Steve. Um, somebody had mentioned that they had just seen Dennis Powell, uh-huh. the left-handed pitcher that, um, that threw that pitch um, that I hit the home run. It was a 3-2 count. But what's even more fascinating about this game, so I go out and I'm starting the game. I hit this home run off of Dennis Powell. It's 3-2. Throws it right down Broadway. I had no business hitting a home run on a 3-2 pitch, but I just made a good swing on it, Mm -hmm. made great contact, and I just took off sprinting. Had no idea where it was going, if it was going out, but I was running as hard as I could. I got around second base, and Jack Kroll, the third base coach, is doing this to me. (laughs) 
And I'm like, what's going on? He goes, slow down, Drabecki, slow down. You hit a home run. Enjoy this. <laughs> and so I slowed down a little bit, but I knew, you know, back then. Yeah, you don't show up. You don't yeah. show up anybody. Right. right. And so I slowed down enough to enjoy it just a wee bit and got across home plate as fast as I could. Sure. Um, what was ironic was Norm Cherry came up to me, the pitching coach, afterwards and looked at me and said, you should have thrown a shutout, Drabecki, because we <laughs> lost two to one. <laughs> I was like, oh. come on, man. I got to be the only offense and throw a shutout. Um, but uh, that was just some wonderful, wonderful memories. Awesome. I love, I love when I have pitchers on the show, I love to ask this question. And I'm sure it's a common one you get. Who was the toughest out? Who was your toughest out that you, that yeah. you faced? You know, it's really interesting because it was the last guy I faced when I broke my arm in Montreal. It was Tim Raines. Oh, yeah. Who got into the Hall of Fame. Um, I don't know what my stats were. Mm-hmm. against him, uh, whether or not I won um, uh, more times than not. Sure. But he was always a tough out because he had great speed. He had great plate coverage. Mm-hmm. He knew the strike zone well. Mm-hmm. He could beat out a ground ball with that speed and end up being on third base, which was a nemesis to pitchers. Right. And he had pop in the clutch. And so he could take you out. Sure. You know, it was like Tony. I remember one year. TG was just slapping the ball all over the place. The next year, he goes out and hits 19 or 20 home runs. And he just said, I just felt like hitting home runs this year. Right. I'm like, seriously? (laughs) When he became a Padre, I thought, I get this guy out. I know he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I'm going to have bragging rights. Right. (laughs) I get in a Giants uniform. I face him four times. He goes three for four off me. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't even know if I want to talk about this. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Tim Raines was just a remarkable five-tool player. And, uh, you know, knowing that he was the last guy I faced, even going out the way I did um, was something very special and sure. something I'll never forget. That The way you went out is um – if people have not seen the video, it's it's hard to watch. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, and you experienced it obviously, but um, you're you you've been so blessed to in the in the community work that you do with, with the Giants and and, and just um, the way God has worked in your life. Can you talk about that? Yeah, yeah, it's been absolutely amazing. You know, uh, it was actually in Amarillo, Texas, mm. where my wife and I became Christians and uh, met Jesus, and uh, and I've got to tell you. Um, that began it began a journey that, um, quite frankly, I could have never written. Sure, had I had the opportunity to do it, it would have been a much different story than the story that ended up being. Right. Um, but what has been beautiful about it all is that God's been in the middle of it every step of the way through the good, the bad, and the ugly, which is what I'm going to share today. Right. Um, and as a result of that, we have found the strength to endure. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it hasn't been easy. It's been very hard, but in the midst of all of that, um, we've learned some valuable lessons. And I guess the easiest way to sum it up, Eric, is this. Baseball gave so much to my wife and I. Mm -hmm. And the people in the game of baseball gave so much to us, especially during a difficult time in our life when we were battling cancer. Mm -hmm. And we realized then, through the love of this organization called the San Francisco Giants for Dave and Jan Dravecki, the love of the San Francisco fan base, and for that matter, all baseball fans all over the country. Um, we received so much um, strength from that, and I believe God used all of that to give us the strength to endure. 
that we said one day, when we get on the other side of this, we want to give back. Sure. And so since that time, um, that's what we've been doing. That's what our life hopefully is and has been, is um, this giving back because so much has been given to us. And, mm-hmm. and, and for us, that's a way we can honor God. Absolutely. As we come alongside others and encourage and love them in the same way that we were loved. And, and we ultimately recognize that in that love, we saw God's love for us. Right, absolutely. And so that, that's been a beautiful, beautiful part of our story that continues to be written today, mm-hmm. which we're very grateful for. And um, so Jan and I continue to have the opportunity to come alongside people and be an encouragement in the same way that we were encouraged. Awesome. That's beautiful, yeah. man. Thank you so much yeah. for sharing that. You got it. Um, I got to get you out of here, but before I do, um, we are, we're a collectible show, so I got to ask, did you collect baseball cards? Did you collect uh, anything during your career? Um, I am ashamed to say no. Oh, no. Which is tragic. And it wasn't until the end of my career that guys were literally throwing cards into the trash that right. were in the packets. Right. Because they weren't going to do anything with Sure. It. And I started rummaging through the trash because <laughs> I realized I could collect for my son. Right. So actually, the last three years of my career, I started collecting for Jonathan. Good. And I have since kept collecting because now I have two grandsons. Sure. And my grandson Jude loves it. And so I'm collecting for him now. Awesome. So if there's anybody here today that wants to send a few cards my way, sure. I'm wide open to that, man, because I am in the, in the collecting business right now, and I absolutely love it. Awesome. That's We've got great. several thousand, tens, over 10,000 cards, and I have no idea what's in there. Some of them are sealed and never been opened. Wow. So um, anyway, Good. yeah. Good stuff. I love, look, I was on a baseball card, man. Right. That's- I will always love collectors and companies that produce them because it it actually has brought great joy for me to look at the collection of cards in my career mm-hmm. and realize this was something that I actually did. Yeah. It's a reminder of something very beautiful that I experienced in my life as a Major League Baseball player. That's beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. All right, guys, uh, we got to get out of here because Mr. Dravecki has to go speak. So uh, thank you very much, sir. No, my and pleasure. It, it, was a, it, was, it was an honor to speak to you, and uh, I'm going to Guys, I'm going to hang right where I'm at. I got one more interview coming up for you today, so you guys hang tight, and I'll be right back. Hey, this is the Wrestling Pastor, and you are listening to the Fat Packs Podcast. I don't know how to introduce uh, my, my next guest, aside from saying I just, I just love them, and I'm, I'm happy they're here. I love uh, you, man. It's Adam and Chris from Buck City Breaks. What's Yo, up, guys? What's going on, brother? I feel so happy that you're here in front of me doing this now because last year when we did this in Dallas I had to preempt you because Charles Haley walked into the room yeah and he's not here so I've been looking for him I was like man is Charles Haley gonna bump us out of anything today and- <laughs> is, is he gonna move you out of anything but here, here we are so good so happy to see you um I know your feelings about the first industry summit that you went to mm-hmm. and how you guys learned every a lot of stuff what's your thought on this one? Oh my gosh it's uh it's it's great man it's um the the information that we bring from a uh, an event like this is invaluable. 
the people we get to see talk. I mean, we, we got to see uh, Steve Garvey and uh, Dave Dravecki today talk, man, and that was that was powerful. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I mean, dude! Just I think he, all two hundred grown men in there crying, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was that was super powerful. Um, you know, being able to hear from Panini and see the things that they're doing, and and that they're they're listening, uh, you know, to our feedback, to your feedback. I know that we've asked uh, uh, some of our collectors as well to you know go through and, and do some of this stuff and mm-hmm. um, more panels and stuff like that. We got another a uh, little bit left of the day, which we're really yeah. excited about tomorrow wrap things out with uh, our man Brian Gray I think is going to end it for us so oh, and that's tomorrow he's, he's going to wrap it up yep. tomorrow yep, yep. Um, if I haven't done any video from here except for this what we're doing right now and I'm definitely going to be in there for Gray's Anatomy because it's a can't miss you, you just never know what he's going to say yeah. right and I've heard that there's there's not a script but there's an outline of what he wants to talk about because it had to be approved so uh, I, I didn't see that. I wasn't privy to it. But Man, it's a uh, shouldn't censor that dude at all. Yeah, I don't think he's censored too much. Like I don't think yeah. that he's he's gonna be like you know you can't say this or or whatnot. Uh, but it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, gonna be interesting. So what? All right, we're on, we're in day two. We're about to wrap up day two. There's like maybe one one or two more things. What did you take away from like? What's your biggest point? Your biggest point takeaway so far? Hmm. I can give you mine if you want. I mean, like that that first panel yesterday, that customer engagement panel that that Mike and uh, Joe and, and the Jasper Jasper boys did. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. And then hearing Joe talk again this morning, that was really good too. Yeah, Joe Joe Davis, yeah. correct? He, super. Uh, uh, this whole so day two, the theme kind of going into this was inspire, right? Right. I've been inspired by every single person who's gone up there and talked today, and and uh, seeing Joe as well, and you know, a hobby shop owner who. Uh, you know, just kind of his story and things like that. And everybody's painted such a good picture. Um, so when, you know, when he was that kid and things like that, uh, I know Steve Garvey did the same thing. And um, just like when they had the baseball cards in their hands for the very first time mm-hmm. and just, uh, it was, it was really, really cool. Right. Absolutely. What, man, about you, what about you, man? Day two, man. I think for me, out of everything, just don't take the hobby and anything for granted. Sure. I think a lot of us do at times just because uh, yeah. the way the market is and it's so high and I think we I think we do take the hobby for granted too much and take a step back realize what it is keep having fun with it that's I think that's what it is for me yeah, I understand that and I, I think just maybe a little recency bias because we're coming right out of uh you know um uh Dave Derecki's yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah stuff and that's I know that's probably where you pulled yours from yeah with me the same thing man when when he talked about um you know what is your worth and when he ripped the baseball card out, that was, that was impactful. But yeah. he talked about your worth um, kind of being valued in, in relationships. Sure. And that's something that, like you said, man, like not to take those relationships for granted, um, whether it's the collectors within the hobby, the relationships that we have with individuals like you, um, celebrities like you, Eric. Celebrities. Uh, <laughs> but like the manufacturers and stuff like that. Being able to come here and, and – network with people something that i don't think we did as good of a job with last year mm-hmm. and we were kind of talking with you off air um you know we had an hour and a half two hour long conversation with steve grad last night at a um at a, at a restaurant like sure. just in super real dude and um i didn't i, I didn't think that he was going to give us that much time to sure. sit there and talk to him it was it was just it was unbelievable man what i loved about steve yesterday I, i'm sure you guys noticed this but he was walking around with Brody, the kid's mom, you know, and, like, she's here. Brody's not here, obviously. He's in school. Mm-hmm. But she's here 
still promoting what he's doing and trying to get you know kids back into the hobby and and steve is all about the autographs out of the hobby and he's he's been a very vocal part of that leading up to this and um he's going to continue to be afterwards so it's it's cool on the theme of relationships you guys have you two specifically have created this like hobby fam thing and i i think the first time i saw the hobby fam hashtag was out of a buck city tweet you know and you guys are really, really good to your. I don't. I don't want to call them customers, but your your family. You're, you're really good to them. So, mm-hmm. it, I would say that you've taken what you've learned last year and coming into this year, not knowing what really what was going to happen, but you've done more than built on it. You've kind of created something. So that's cool. That's real cool. Yeah. And with us too, it's a two things. One um, to touch on that, like we when, when you come into these things, like. If you can take what everybody's saying and then use that, but be genuine about it. Like, right. don't do it just to make money or get new sales or new customers. Like you said, like we've never called our customers customers. Like right. it's kind of like what Mike Fruitman was talking about uh, when he talked about you know everybody's a collector to right. him. Right. They're not customers. We've always said the, the term guest. People who pop into our YouTube channel for the first time, like they're they're our guests. Sure. Um, that's how we've always said that. We've we've uh, customer just always sounds weird to me to even say. Right. Um, and then to, to kind of go back to uh, with you know Brody's mother being mm-hmm. here so that's that's how the whole thing with steve grad last night started we uh w- when we saw him on the panel yesterday we sent the picture of him it was like you know steve grad rocking that brody the kid shirt and we tagged brody in it and then brody um you know f- apparently reached out to his mom and was like hey mom if you see these guys you know you know tell them thank you tell you i said what's up you know sure. and so when we saw steve and we introduced ourselves to steve and you know buck city breaks his mom was with them and she was like, oh my gosh, Brody, you know, tell me to look for you guys and all this stuff. So uh, that's how the whole thing happened. We have something going on right now. So if nobody knows, we're doing a free case break on Friday. Okay. Going to be, sorry to plug this, but no, it's, it's going to be our sixth free case break since we've entered the hobby. We do one of these every uh, thousand Twitter followers to, to celebrate the growth of the fam. And um, so Brody has a couple of spots to give away. So make sure everybody checks him out, uh, you know, all across. Dude, you have to follow him, man. He's under a thousand followers. That kid, he, he puts out good content, man. Mm-hmm. Really, really good content. For an 11-year-old kid, he does an amazing yeah. job. The drive that he has, man, it's like I, I look at him. I can't even say, like, man, you remind me of, of myself at that age. Like, you remind me of – Brody reminds me of myself, like, three years ago. Like, sure. he's so mm-hmm. beyond his years right now. It's, right. it's unreal. He reminds – not to bring up the, the, the Gary V name, but he reminds me of somebody Gary V would, like, get behind and understand mm-hmm. because that he's that motivated, you know. And, and – um, the last time I saw Gary Vee, he was wearing a Brody the Kid shirt. So. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I mean, that, seriously, like, he's like the future of the hobby. Like, his main focus is getting kids into the hobby. Sure. Like, he, there's no future of the hobby if we don't get kids in there because we're all going to be dead. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he told his mother, he's like, Mom, if I don't get kids into the hobby now, who's going to shop at my card shop? Sure. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. The kid's awesome. That's awesome. So what's uh, what's going on with breaking, man? What's going what's gonna to be the... What are you going to take away this and from this and, and add to your, your your breaking aspect of what, your business? Because that's your bread and butter. That's what you do. And I mean, obviously, we've talked about things you've learned already. But you know, breaking. There's so many. There's so many guys out there, and I don't want to sound repetitive when I say you know, there's there's just a, b- a bajillion of you guys. It seems mm-hmm. like, but there are those guys who set themselves apart. You you've done that. You're doing a free case break on on Friday. But what are you what are you going to do in the future to do? You know, do Change them. Like, what's twenty twenty look like? I'm looking at you, Pat Spear guy, <laughs> Brad Jerkins. We are we were uh, really geeked after the NASCAR segment yesterday. Oh yeah, 
we are going to start breaking more NASCAR. So if there are NASCAR fans out there, check us out. Um, we'll do some giveaways first to, to see who's all a, a big NASCAR fan so we can uh, reach out to you guys and let you guys know when we have breaks and stuff like that. But um, we were we, we saw them. We're like, man, this makes so much sense. Like the, the NASCAR fan base is one of the most loyal fan bases uh, out there. And they can follow a driver. And an NFL team, like, mm-hmm. if our dudes get traded to different teams, like, I don't really want to collect him anymore if he's not on sure. my Dolphins or Adam will collect him if he's not on the Titans. But, you know, with a, with a NASCAR driver, even if they switch, you know, teams or sure. ownership groups, whatever, Sponsors. like, sponsor, like they're, you're still going to love and follow that driver. And that's, that's really cool, man. That's, that's a little bit of NASCAR. You know, there's way more to it, but I'll let you throw something out there too, man. What do you, what do you think? I was gonna say NASCAR. NASCAR. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We're, I mean, we're a break NASCAR now, man. Hold on, you guys are throwing me off. Hold on. Uh, you're wearing an Under Armour shirt and a Nike hat, and you have an Under Armour hat on. L- let's get this fixed, man. Come on, let's coordinate this better. We can't be having brand mix-ups. You sound like Chris, up. man. Sometimes yeah. I wear like an Adidas shirt with like a Nike hat, and yeah. he's like, "Man, I like I like where you got." on right now but not together yeah, like, yeah so, so here's where adam and i are especially like talking about relationships not taking relationships for granted it's easy for us to kind of take our own relationship for granted sometimes sure, sure. because um we're lifelong best friends man we've known each other since first grade uh this is all kind of a dream to us but sometimes we don't get jaded with what we do because we love sports cars and we still get geeked out about the the real you, you first time we were on the show with you man you talked about us like brett Favre running down the sideline getting all geeked out like we still do that and maybe not even over like the great craziest cars but we just get excited but sometimes we take our like our own relationship for granted. Sure. Um, but we learn a lot from each other too. And Adam has taught me to not worry about the Nike and Under Armour like that. <laughs> I used to like I could not wear like uh, Reebok underwear with you know a Nike hat on, man. Sure. And now you know I could I could I could mix and match and because it's, it's not it's not important. Sometimes you just gotta let go, man. Yeah. Just, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's bigger things. Oh, uh, <laughs> I bought a new pair of shoes on um, Friday. Because I had Nike shirts and mm. Adidas shoes, and my wife was like, "That's not happening. <laughs> We're gonna go to the store right now and buy you a pair of Nike shoes." And I'm so I'm rocking my Nikes today. Thanks, honey, for uh, <laughs> having me spend that eighty bucks. You know, that was, <laughs> that was awesome. No, uh, so uh, what what have you guys been doing? Like, you, you, you networked with Steve Grad last night. Have you had some? I mean, we had a networking opportunity the night before. Did you guys uh, hook up with anybody and uh, maybe take something away from them? Uh, yeah, so we have a uh, we have a phenomenal relationship with um, Ron over at Triple Plate Sports Cards in Columbus, Ohio, Westerville, Ohio, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's our LCS. It's where we kind of started sure. and things like that. And so we, you know we linked up with Ron, and then he introduced us some, to some other um, LCS owners. We met uh, Dennis, who um, coincidentally his uh, South Dakota. His sports card shop is named Triple Play Sports Cards right, as well. Right. Um, and talking to him about eBay, that was kind of exciting. He has almost a million. Is that right? His nine hundred fifty thousand. His nine hundred forty thousand. Yeah. Nine hundred forty thousand uh, cards on eBay. Yeah. So he, I just want to shameless plug. He lists those through the Beckett Marketplace. So he does. I'm, I just be aware. <laughs> and he did. And he did tell us that. So no. So he. Uh, so that was cool to, to link up with him and then see some of the other cats. Uh, Ron introduced us to uh, the guys over at um, Real Breaks. Yeah. I know that they'll be on the panel. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, later today. Tom and Ryan. Tom mm-hmm. and Ryan. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I know that Ryan uh, used to actually be a customer of um, of Ron's as well at Triple Play. So <laughs> yes. I always talk about Ron being like the Bill Belichick of breakers. Like it's like a <laughs> coaching tree. Like. Um, so yeah, man, we've we've had an opportunity to to meet some cool cats. Met some cats last night from Los Angeles. Just everybody, man. We're we're doing a lot better this time around. Not staying in our room and worrying about putting stuff on the site, which we apologize for, guys. If our site looks a little bare right now, we're just it's an opportunity for us to soak this in that we don't get but sure. once a year. Almost, this is so. a good net. Like it's a, it's just, 
More than anything, this is about networking, and you guys are doing it right because you're, you're actually doing that. That's what it's designed for. I hate to say it, but there are there are people who come to this um, uh, in your age group that would say, "All right, what am I getting out of this that I can flip?" You mm-hmm. know. And then there's older guys who come to this and they actually want to sit down and learn. You guys, you guys seem to be in that category, so that's really good that you've taken advantage of that because there are as as many people are in that conference room listening to the speakers and the panels and stuff. There are just as many out in the hallway trying to make deals and stuff. So, um, to each is their own. But if you're not, if you're if you're paying for it to be here, you might as well learn something while you're here, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> so that that's that. That's yeah. that. Uh, I'm I'm gonna give a shameless plug to uh, Ike Rodriguez. Who I just, was just gonna say what's up, Ike. Almost, Ike, almost what up? Down. <laughs> so uh, because I I talk about how wonderful Ike is all the time. I saw you guys over there admiring his artwork. Go ahead and just tell the Twitter world. Like how freaking awesome his stuff is! Uh, it's freaking awesome. Gosh. Like he was, uh, he was. Li- are you still? Are you still working on that? Right, bring, bring something over, man. Bring something over here yeah, and bring, pop on the. Bring the Zion over or the some like mess. I don't care what you bring. And we're gonna see you in a little bit. Like we're gonna we're gonna rip one of these packs with you too, man. As is Easel Falls. You are out of control right <laughs> now, man. Come come over here. That's the king of yeah, he is the king of spaz. And show show the Twitter world what you did. Show the Twitter world. Look at that. That's amazing work. Even it's though it's not, backwards. That's old. That's a that, that, that's how long did that take you, Ike? Uh, this one took me about ten hours. Ten hours. And someone's winning that yes. at the at the conference this yes. this week. So insane. Yeah, that's nuts. Uh, go. A, he, okay, I'm a Titans fan, but he's got Deshaun Watson over there. It's pretty freaking <laughs> it's autographed. Up. Like this. Oh my gosh. And the thing is, the, blue ink. the thing about Ike is that his prices are reasonable. You know, you, you get some guys to give you a, a four, five thousand, six dollars, six thousand dollar quote. Ike's around twelve hundred, fifteen hundred, two thousand. I don't want to tell him what his business is, but like, it's not gonna kill you. Damn, yeah. man, is that what he told you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, we're, he's hooking us a deal for fifty bucks. Yeah. Now, and and um, for anybody, for any uh, uh, LCSs who are or car shop owners right now who are listening to this or watching this, and you weren't able to make it to the uh, to the uh, convention. Um, Ike will, I mean, he'll travel to your LCS, uh, he'll set up, he'll bring something to, to give away. And so at least that's what I heard, man. I don't know <laughs> yeah, my accurate and all true. that. So, all right, guys, trying to tour. You, yeah. all right, I, I don't want, I'm going to let you get back over there, but thank you so much for stopping by with that. <laughs> hey, we'll see you in a little bit, man. <laughs> all right. You, you opened up your notebook. What do you got? I did. Well, I just wanted to show too, man. Like you talked about, um, like we, we are going to take this seriously, man. And I just wanted to. I'm going to have a 1,000 pages fall out of this thing, but we are front row in every single thing so far, and like just pages. I'm color-coded here with just the different awesome. pages, the handwritten stuff, Excel man. Sheet. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so, that's so I don't awesome. think you guys see it all the way back there, but, yeah, man, just pages and pages and pages of, of good stuff to take away, and this is um, just much for all of you in the hobby as it is for Adam and, my, and myself. So that's the other thing I want to kick on is our – talk about is again i i have we talked before this like we've talked but now we haven't talked about this interview correct i just want to make sure that all right right. so please explain because maybe i did a bad job of it of why this is designed for someone in the hobby at your level who's involved in the hobby who's a shop a breaker a dealer a manufacturer and not just the general joe collector ticket all right, so it's so, and this is uh, so a couple years ago too when we came to our first, or last year when we came to our first industry summit, um, we had had to we skipped the national 
previously to make it here because we understood that um, this this was for the the, the business side of things right. and. It's it's one of those things where the it's not the business of necessarily even though we got to listen to eBay for 15 minutes today like it's not the business of you know selling single cards or collecting or anything like that this is just an insight to shop owners and breakers and the business of of where we're going what we can expect and uh, essentially you know it's it's how to to be successful in the business aspect of all of this and it's. I mean, it's just as a collector, I don't, I don't know. A lot of this stuff might motivate you with like the motivational speakers and stuff like that. But the the business aspect of it is, it, it would bore you. It's just, it's, it's almost. Yeah, uh, we're in Vegas, but we're not. We're, I mean, we're not Vegas partying, you sure. know. Yeah. Right. But like, so when I came here, man, like for for me personally, like, and both of us, but I, I want to, I come here and I want to get new ideas because that's what it is. You're you're networking right. with different people because right. not everybody has the same idea, hopefully, and uh, it's just trying to make us as a business better sure I mean, at the end of the day that's you know we're providing a service and we want to do we want to make that better right and, and we have a hard time sometimes with like the business aspect of it because you guys know that we're not uh salesmen or anything like that we just we enjoy collecting we enjoy sharing that and we found a, a platform and a way to do that on a, on a on a larger scale um but yeah this is i mean we have to focus on the business or we're not gonna be around for long <laughs> yeah, to, sure. to be able to do it so that's why uh yeah, i mean that's why we're here and that's why it's you know, kind of catered to, to the businesses. It's not, you know, we have a panini panel and stuff like that, but it's not a area where like collectors might be able to, you know, ask all these questions back and forth like they would want to. It's right. just, yeah, it's about the. Maybe I did a bad job of explaining it the last time because I got people got pissed off at me. And, I remember saying that, and, yeah. and I understand it. And I was, you know, I, I I said what I said, and I still feel that way about it, but. Maybe I just I wanted to soften the blow coming from somebody who who wasn't me. So yeah, it's not a card show. We'll yeah. just say that it's not yeah. it's not a card show. Definitely not a card show. I was expecting more drama, but I haven't seen it. I'm kind yeah. of disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys have been doing this video series, uh, ch- uh, Chasing Zion. Is that right? Yes, sir. All right, what are we what are we doing here? So this is gonna be uh, this is chapter two in uh, in Chasing Zion. So I'm gonna so Eric. You want to hold his microphone? And no, I'll do, it. You're gonna do that. What are you doing? We're just gonna have you do. Do you have all the boxes or all the packs or just these two? No, I got, I got, the, I got the rest of the box. All yeah. right. Do you want to open one with Eric, or do you want? We want you to open one, man. We're gonna okay. try to get you to. Ch- all right. Now we'll still have to keep that Zion uh, if you pull it. But, okay. Um, <laughs> what if I get a bass sound? Can I have just the yeah. bass? Well, then you let us autograph that <laughs> for okay. you. Okay. All right. We'll, all right. So all right, this so is what we're gonna right. do. I'm gonna switch microphones, so everybody hears me. No, we'll say that for we'll say that for Ike. You say that for Ike, and then we'll still be right here. So, okay. let's let's switch yo, this yo, a yo. little bit and bring me right here. I gotta get you on, on, on our video here. All right, we're chasing Zion here. Can you swing? You want to swing your chair right there? You can move that trash can. If that helps you. And then boom, we're there. All right. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Buck City Breaks here, and we are here with Eric Norton. What's up? Backpack Podcast. And Adam's going to be over here doing a little play-by-play. We are chasing Zion. This is Chapter 2. Chapter 2. In the series. All right. Can I just go at it? Yeah, just go at it? Yeah. All right. So this is the first Contenders draft picks I've opened this year. This, year. this um, is first off the line. Too. First off the line. Heads up, heads up. So give me the details on uh, first off the line. How many autographs are in it? There's six. So you're guaranteed an autograph in that pack. Okay. Auto- guaranteed an autograph in this pack. All right. I want to talk about Zach Levine. He's very underrated. He can he can slam like nobody's business. Very underrated. Cat, uh, our guy that we just spoke, we spoke to, uh, Ike Rodriguez. He pulled a cat one on one at the uh, from from a 
panini back. I don't know what that was. Russ Westbrook. Yeah. Jason Tatum. Yeah. All right. Magic Johnson. Devin Booker. Clay Thompson. Completely underrated. He should be he should be uh, higher up on the rim. Buddy Hill out of Oklahoma. Kawhi Leonard. Alonzo Cheer. Another Zach Levine. So the all right. So these are very these are variations one and two, right? Right. Yes, sir. All right. Show the show my camera. Boom. Y'all y'all noticing what's going on? All right. I see the autograph here. Can I can I pull from the back now? Uh yeah. You know, I don't want to just like show it. Okay, all right. Uh, Marvin Bagley. Jerry West. West Virginia, Mountain Mama, take me home. Carson Edwards. Keldon Johnson. I don't know that. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, it's not an autograph. Here's a Zion base. That Buck City's gonna autograph for me, and I can keep, I can I can keep that one. Uh, Porter, and I got a college ticket autograph here. This is Contenders Optic. Nice little. Oh yeah, so they have them. I don't know if they have them in the. Uh, we don't break a lot of basketball. Okay. So I know I've seen those all over the place in the first couple lines. Okay. Little Kobe White Contenders Optic. Yeah, a little UNC action. It's not it's not Duke, but it is the better school out of Carolina. So this is the product that broke Fernie's website. So we were chasing Zion. Didn't happen for me, but thank you, Buck City, for allowing me to do that. I appreciate that, and I I feel like I have to give you my uh, my my Buck City thing like that that Buck City Buck Buck City Buck. Yeah, that's uh that's all me. Congratulations for uh, being on the show, guys. Thanks for thanks for joining me. I just congratulated you for being on my show. <laughs> All right. That's horrible. Episode three coming up. Check it out. Episode three coming up. Don't miss that. Chris, Adam, you're gonna have to share that mic now. If you, if we're just we're gonna dismount here. Is that okay? Is it, can we just dismount? Yes. yes. All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining me today. Until next time. Just keep listening. Cue that. Woo, Drake. Mm-hmm. <laughs>